Today is Friday, September 22nd, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Factor. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes with no prep and no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash morning50 to pick your meals and use code morning50 to get 50% off. The electoral trends appear to be swinging in favor of Democrats following two key special elections that happened earlier this week. The first was in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, where Democrats will retain their one-vote majority after voters in the Pittsburgh area elected former congressional aide Lindsey Powell. This gives Democrats a majority of 102 to 101 in the state house. However, the Republican majority in the Pennsylvania State Senate leaves the chamber divided, creating an environment that is as productive as you'd imagine. Meanwhile, in New Hampshire, Democrat Hal Rafter won a special election against far-right candidate James Kozofsky. And not only did Rafter win by 12 points in a solidly Republican-leaning district, which went for Trump in 2020, this House seat has actually been flipped from Republican to Democrat. On top of that, if Democrats win another special election that's coming up in November, which is happening in an already solidly blue district, that means that the New Hampshire State House would be tied at 198 seats for each party, which would end full Republican control of the state government. However, a tie situation would mean that control of the State House in New Hampshire could change by the day, depending on which lawmakers are present and I'm sure that will run like a well-oiled machine, like a well-oiled iPhone, specifically. At long last, one of our nation's elderly elite has succumbed to retirement. 92-year-old Rupert Murdoch has stepped down as the leader of his two companies and has named his successor as his son, Lachlan Murdoch. To answer your inevitable question, the 52-year-old Lachlan is considered more far-right than his father. He will now serve as the sole chair of News Corp, and continue as executive chair and CEO of Fox Corporation, while Rupert will now serve in a new role as chairman emeritus of News Corp and Fox Corporation. Well then, don't let the yacht mast hit you on the way out. Talks have reportedly resumed between the Writers Guild, the Screen Actors Guild, and the AMPTP on behalf of Hollywood Studios and Networks. According to reporting from sources close to the negotiations, talks were, quote, encouraging, and they hoped to reach an agreement yesterday, although as of this recording, they did not. If a deal is not reached, it's been suggested that the strike could last through the end of the year. And if that happens, we want to see a full accounting of executive holiday bonuses. You know who's not making progress? That would be Congress on a 2024 federal spending bill in order to prevent a government shutdown that would begin in T-minus eight days from now. Regardless, Congress has headed home for the weekend already, after the latest talks failed, largely as a result of a small group of hardline conservatives who have made it impossible for McCarthy to find enough support within his own party for a plan that could realistically pass both the House and the Senate. Thrilling to hear that even in these circumstances, they couldn't be bothered to start their weekend on a Friday, like, say, all of their constituents. Sounds like the government shutdown might just be a good excuse for them to skip a month of work. On the other side of D.C., President Biden met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky at the White House, where he announced a new military aid package of $235 million 
that will provide more artillery, ammunition, tanks, and anti-tank weapons aimed to bolster Ukraine's air defense capabilities. Zelensky also held a closed-door meeting yesterday afternoon with U.S. Senators, though his request to deliver a joint address to Congress was denied by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a move that I am sure made him feel very powerful in a world increasingly out of his control. Though on that note, the Defense Department chimed in yesterday to say that its Ukraine operations would be exempt from a potential government shutdown. This comes as Russia launched massive strikes against Ukraine yesterday ahead of Zelensky's visit, conveniently demonstrating their need for this next round of hundreds of millions of dollars. 17 A-list authors, including Jody Picoult, John Grisham, and George R.R. Martin, are suing the company OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT, for systematic theft on a mass scale, alleging that the company is using their copyrighted works to train its AI models without their permission. The lawsuit was organized by the Authors Guild and cites specific ChatGPT searches for each author, such as queries where it generated a detailed outline to a prequel of Game of Thrones using characters in the existing series. I'm sure it was an artful and coherent narrative full of dragons, war, incest, and snow, if it can figure out how to distinguish between the signs of impending winter and the know-nothing protagonist. And for our final story today, we have another headline on the AI front, this time involving none other than the company LimeWire. Yes, that LimeWire, sort of. Earlier this week, the company announced the acquisition of an AI generation model called Blue Willow, with the goal of creating a community where people create and share AI images, video, and audio. For some context, this LimeWire isn't really the one we know, but a startup that purchased the LimeWire name two years ago in an effort to capitalize on the goodwill associated with the brand, which had itself already been defunct for over a decade. Nostalgia always works. I mean, between LimeWire and InSync both making a comeback in the same month, 2022 me could never have fathomed. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media, and thanks again to our sponsor, Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I know that I am. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You will save time, eat well, and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. Factor is perfect for when you're in a time crunch, you want to make something fast, and you don't want to have something unhealthy. Not only that, but they offset 100% of delivery emissions, they source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and they feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So this September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, with no prep and no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash morning50 and use code morning50 to get 50% off your first order. And until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.